The way we consume and share news today is larger rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial for us to look at what's being discussed online. Now that CSATs have wrapped, clearly the young are outspoken about what to do next. More fun, more work. Let's take a look on Social Media Minute today. We're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. How about more sleep? I think that's a theme. Yeah. <laughs> Soulites are notoriously sleep deprived yeah. and that starts early for us. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope they finally get to catch up on some, well, much-deserved rest. Yes, it's interesting. We'll get to what they want next, what they want to do. But based on some surveys, I've also seen that some want to take up part-time jobs. And ah. uh, okay, I was trying to level with that idea. And I thought, okay, put myself in, 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 in the eyes of a high schooler again. Mm-hmm. Something about beginning to adult yeah sounds attractive at that age doesn't it so. because all they've done so far is sit at a desk and just be, be a student be a student okay so let's take a look the CSATs <laughs> are over guys yeah it's finally time to have some fun and unsurprisingly November is when retailers service <laughs> sectors and consumer goods manufacturers fiercely engage in post-exam uh, marketing campaigns to help students blow off steam. Because, okay, just surely from a marketing point and not just to play the devil's advocate, but maybe, it works. It's yeah. not just the students, it's also the parents of and course. the guardians that want to treat their kids Absolutely. to much-needed rest and That's some right. love. That's right. Um, for department stores, uh, this is the season that traditionally generates mm. the best revenues. Mm. Uh, and uh, post-CSAT uh, marketing has become a mainstay <laughs> event. Students taking the exams are a key demographic target. Retail therapy, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> For department stores, this is a season that traditionally yeah. generates, again, so much, and it works. Let's take a look at what kind of campaigns we're looking at this year. Yeah, so restaurants, uh, how do you how do you read this in English? We call it pipsu <laughs> in Korean. Uh. Yeah. It, VIP no Vips yeah Vips right it's it's a buffet restaurant a chain uh, that it, this is going to offer a discount of up to fifty percent for customers holding a CSAT identifi- identification slip until the end of the month mm. and also students that bring their test ID slips can enjoy the salad bar buffet for mm. free mm. at the restaurant when they visit with three other people okay and uh, Cuckoo which is a sushi roll and salad bar franchise will hold a twenty percent discount event for test takers. Until November 20th. Now, uh, Novotel Ambassador Tong Demun will offer a 50% discount to test takers themselves when they visit the hotel's food exchange dinner buffet. They mm. have to bring their test ID slips, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amusement parks are also jumping on the bandwagon. They will hold <laughs> discount events for test takers that bring their uh, ID slips. Lotte World is offering a 30 to 50% uh, discounted tickets until the end of this month. Oh. Everland will offer up to 52%. Why 52? I was going to ask. Yeah. 52% discount. <laughs> Maybe they crunched the numbers and they thought, okay, this is the maximum we can give. That's 52%. probably what they did. Uh, yeah, so 52% discount on the price of free passes starting today until the end of December. Uh, sports Monster, which is an indoor sports theme park, mm. will also offer a 25% discount on mm. ticket prices until December 17th. So this is just some of many yeah. discounted, well, discount campaigns that are taking place right now. Even small local mom and pop shops they have little signs of their own yeah. saying were you a test taker this year were you the hardworking parents who supported the test takers <laughs> please come and enjoy something for free free mm-hmm. i don't know side dish free right. drinks things yes. like that i see the travel industry is also launching discount campaigns for test takers that's right 
Jeju Air, for example, will also offer a special discount on domestic flight tickets mm-hmm. until December 15th for examinees and their families. Mm-hmm. A 20% discount rate will be applied to all domestic routes until February 18th of 2023. This excludes the peak dates. Okay. Uh, there are also theater and exhibition benefits for students who took the exam yesterday. Mm-hmm. A CGV will hold a special post-exam uh, event until December 13th and provide 7,000 won ticket coupons, as well as uh, 50% discount coupons for snack purchases at all of their canteens. At the Sejong Center for the Performing Arts, tickets for plays and musicals can be purchased at a 40% discounted price until the end of the year. Now, discount events for electronic devices, such as laptops and smartphones, will also be held for prospective university students. Not to sound absolutely immature, but the jealousy grew just a little bit because just yesterday (laughs) I was shopping for my new laptop and also looking at year-end tickets. Uh uh, Nutcracker, namely, they open tickets for, I believe, the National Korean Ballet today. It's massively expensive, everything that yeah. is. To get that little 40% discount sounds so good to did me. Did you get those tickets? Is that, that an annual event for you? Yes, oh. uh, it's kind of a big one. Yeah. And because it was subdued, I mean, I, there was like spacing between yeah. and it was tough to get those tickets. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been going for like three years. Oh. So I'm going to return this year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. It literally just opened like hours ago. <laughs> I'll let you know if I succeed. Okay. All right, on to our second story of the day. Now, what comes next? It's not just metaverse. It's all about smart city. I guess they go hand in hand, if you yeah. ask me. And apparently Seoul has its own set of ambitions. That's right. And uh, it seems like our blueprint got an accolade. Yeah, at the World Smart City Awards in Barcelona. Mm. And the key word we're looking at here is digital inclusion. Uh, The Seoul City government announced yesterday that the city was awarded Smart City of the Year at the Smart City Expo World Congress in Barcelona for its partnering with the Digitally Vulnerable Strategy. Now, this strategy is part of Seoul's digital inclusion policies that guarantees the five basic digital rights, including communication, mobility, education, safety, and tech utilization. Because with Adam, we just talked about uh, the income disparities. And as that widens, that's uh, hard for us to avoid, right? And we have to talk about who gets left behind. Yep. You know, students from the low-income families. The elderly. The elderly, yep. you're right. So we should leave no mm-hmm. one behind and have a more inclusive future, at least plans for it, right? What does the city's inclusion policies that provide digital services actually include at this point in time? Well, simply put, the policies are tailored to the socially okay. vulnerable. Uh, the policies aim to close the digital gap, such as a uh, new standardized kiosk for mm-hmm. the elderly, the Anshimi personal safety mobile application, and the Seoul Learn online educational platform for underprivileged students. Uh, the Metaverse Seoul platform, which was named one of the best inventions of 2022 by Time magazine, is also part of Seoul's commitment to digitalization, along with advancements in mm-hmm. online engagement. Now, presenting the award, Barcelona's deputy mayor, Laia Bonet, said the city has been proven to be an inspiration for those uh, concerned with, uh, well, all kinds of inequalities. Mm, and uh, a responsible country should be addressing those issues, yes. right? Uh, tell us a little bit more about this Smart City Award. I'm hearing about it for the first time. Yeah, the Smart City Award is given to the city with outstanding leadership or innovative ideas. It is presented at the World Smart City Awards, uh, the Smart City Expo World Congress that is held annually in November. 
It was first launched in 2011, and it's known as the largest smart city fair in the world dedicated to the future of cities. I guess it makes sense. It's actually surprising that it's been around for a few years. It feels brand new, yep. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about this year's award ceremony. Yes, yeah, so a total of 337 cities from 60 countries around the world entered submissions for this year's awards. Six cities, including Seoul, were nominated in the city category, along with Kiev of Ukraine, Toronto of Canada, Sydney of Australia, Bogota of Colombia, and Curitiba of Brazil. Okay. Now, among the six cities, Seoul won the top award in the city category. Now, Seoul has been nominated in the city category back in 2016 and 2019, but this is the first time it mm. won the top award. You know, I guess uh, I'm a little bit surprised to see Kiev of Ukraine on yeah. that very list because uh, global headlines indicate we're talking more about the war that's unfolding in the country. Yes. So why was Kiev recognized? It was recognized for its resilience and use of uh, digitization, which mm. allowed it to be, you know, resilient during the war mm. through apps that notify citizens of air raids and shelter locations that helped save so many lives. And actually raising awareness, I saw the country too. I mean, uh, firsthand footage of what's happening mm-hmm. there. I mean, immediately being reported by civilians there. Yes. All right. So there you have it. Not to mention, its president is very outspoken <laughs> on social media, That's right? That's right. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there for now. That was the Barcelona Expo that happens apparently annually. Yep. Smart City Expo World mm-hmm. Congress. On to our last story, the 14th. Really? Yeah. Soul Bike Festival <laughs> set to kick off over the weekend. Yeah, maybe we've sort of been forgetting about all yeah. these festivals because of, you know, the pandemic. But uh, for those of you who are wondering, hmm, what should I do over the weekend? I mean, the weather has gotten a lot cooler, but it's really nice during the daytime. Actually, this weekend's going to be surprisingly warm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Soul Bike Festival okay. in its 14th year this year is going to be held right here in the city of Seoul on Sunday. Uh, it's returning for the uh, fully for the first first time since mm-hmm. 2020 because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and this year's slogan healthy bike friendly city global biking city soul i see the aim <laughs> soul is dead so it's tough for regular cyclers yeah. but we're making the effort yes. doesn't it and that's a mouthful <laughs> a little bit do you think they didn't get the memo about what a slogan is supposed to do short Just and concise squeeze squeeze everything <laughs> in instead all right how many have registered this year so far five thousand have registered wow. online this year and they're going to bike through the 16.5 kilometer course that connects kwanghamun square in central seoul and the world Cup Park in Sangamdong mm. in western Seoul. Uh, so these participants will gather at Kwangamun Square at uh, 7 a.m. on Sunday and riders are going to be divided into three groups based on their desired speed. <laughs> so for example, beginners will be biking at 15 kilometers per hour. Intermediate riders will be riding at 20 kilometers per hour and advanced riders will be riding at 25 kilometers per hour. They didn't have like super beginner or newbie because I would <laughs> go like five <laughs> kilometers per hour. I don't think they have super beginner. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, the highlight of the ride uh, is the 10-kilometer section on the Gangbyeon Expressway. Oh. Uh, the police will be there, of course, for safety. An entire section from the expressway bound to Ilsan 
is going to be car free. Actually, I've seen signs around yep. this because I go to Yoido and Sangam regularly. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, okay, on that weekend, I am not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm staying home. So <laughs> if you're not a cycler, maybe it's uh, wise to stay away from yes. Columbia Express. A bit of a heads up. From the northern part of Kayang Bridge to Sangamdong, mm. cyclists have to use the right lane. Okay. Uh, this 400 meter segment is the most challenging because they have to ride uphill and the road gets narrower. And uh, after this challenge, Participants can enjoy a rather relaxing ride uh, through the tree-lined World Cup Boulevard. And uh, riders will then reach... Peace Plaza, mm-hmm. where they'll be provided with water and some snacks. Yeah, there should be some celebration at the <laughs> end of this long yeah. race. And these kinds of festivals are usually accompanied with music, performance, good food, as you've said. Yeah. What can you look forward to this year? Yeah, starting at 9.30 a.m., the Peace Plaza is going to host a bunch of performances okay. from artists. And there's also going to be a raffle event that offers prizes like indoor bikes and sports equipment. Ah. Uh, and for those of you who are curious, mm-hmm. if you are a writer, you can visit their website www.soulbikefest.com There you have it, Soul Bike Fest. If you're a cycler, I think this is a sight to be seen. Yeah. Thank you, Erica. I hope you have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. We'll see you, you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.